Well, the cardja, Shaw Jerry Adams Arish, August Tommy An Sasta Beg Kanchlatsa Arish, August Tasulagomsa, Goel Ahan Ruddy Gart Libsha Gulyar. So, in 1986, I gave a talk at a Sinn Fein conference, which became known to activists of my vintage as the road to Cork, or the bus to Cork. And more of that at uh, another time. Suffice for now to say that I made the journey to Cork a metaphor for the journey to the New Republic. And I'm minded of that, or I was minded of that as our car sped south last Saturday and I sat in the back. And the road to Cork from Belfast is indeed a very long road, and so too the road to the New Republic, but barring accidents, we will get there as we got to Cork. Now, I like Cork. It's a great walking city. It's full of lovely hurlers and handsome heroes and heroines, melodic singers and wonderful writers. And I love the up-down, sing-song Cork accent. It's also the home place of Terence McSweeney. RG and I were going down there to attend the National Hunger Strike Commemoration last Sunday. And it was the first time that this annual event was held in Cork in honour of the 10 1981 hunger strikers, Aunt Michael Gahan and Frank Stagg, who both died in English prisons, and those Cork Republicans, Terence McSweeney, Michael Fitzgerald, Joseph Murphy, Dennis Barry and Andy O'Sullivan, who also died in hunger strike during the Tan War and the Civil War, and others who died in hunger strike in the intervening years. So we got into the city late on Saturday afternoon for a session with Donica O'Leary and May Fain about the hunger strikes of 81, and books and writing and struggle and life. And it was a good yarn. We had a we had a good chat and a very very good audience and attendance, both in numbers and in the interest that they they showed on the issues that we were discussing. So Goramila Mayogat Donica, and then on Sunday morning, Chris and I visited the Blarney Stone, and Chris came away from that experience talking like RG. Then off we went to meet the families of the hunger strikers before making our way to join the walk from Kennedy Key to Grand Parade and the National Monument. And I have to say that uh, part of Kennedy Key, which is in the Docklands, and there's a characteristic in many of these previously very busy Docklands and, and, and main cities that they are in a state of some uh, need for renovation and for public use and for uh, salvaging and preserving the old uh, buildings and that that I'm told is going to happen in Cork so fair play and then thousands of us marched thousands of us joined up together and it's always great to meet friends you don't see them uh, that often and people you've known over the years and to make new, new friends and it was a misly rain but it, it gave way to bright warm sunshine 
as we made our way through Cork City Centre for an inspiring session of speeches and poetry and songs. And the main speaker, First Minister-designate Michelle O'Neill, told us, we will achieve the sovereignty and the independence of our people. Those 22 who died in hunger strike have left us a huge legacy. The Good Friday Agreement provides the means by which we can achieve unity. We need to prepare and plan and be ready for that. Bobby Sands and his comrades would agree. Cork did the hunger strikers proud. Well done to all involved. Mila Boyes. Before there was X, there was Twitter. And apart from the ill-mannered, ill-informed and abuse of nasty and vulgar tirades that mark some of the contributors, I actually like these forms of communication. I joined Twitter on January 2011 on the direction of Sean Tracy, who was then one of our leading shadowy figures in Minster House, and he continues to lead uh, now from Ardoffic. And it was Sean, and is Sean, who's to blame for my twitterings over the years, because he made the mistake of letting me put up whatever came into my head. Once I even published my little book of tweets. In part, of course, I was having the crack. But I was also countering the demonising, vile propaganda of the establishment media, particularly the Dublin media against Sinn Féin. And that's, that's another story. But I recall one time getting a real sense of how useful and educational and democratic Twitter could be. Someone had put up a query about Luke Kelly's rendition of Patrick Kavanagh's beautiful verse, Raglan Road. And I posted a video of Luke singing what is undoubtedly the finest love song out. Best sung by him. Or me. Within minutes, someone else had posted old black and white footage of Patrick Kavanagh himself singing Raglan Road. And the ability to bring those two wonderfully creative people and the story of Kavanagh's poem to a new audience was for me a brilliant demonstration of the power of Twitter. Ditto, as Ted would say, with acts. Last week I watched as Belfast Street names asked how McDonald Street got its name. McDonald Street is in the Belfast Falls area. Within minutes, at JJ O'Neill at Mazadon.ie told us that the street was named after a Francis MacDonald, a pawnbroker who applied to the Town Improvement Committee to name the street after himself. And John supplied a cutting from the Northern Whig of the 2nd of November 1866 to amplify his answer. Even then, he then went on to tell us with another appropriate Northern Whig cutting, where a large number of weapons believed to belong to the Fenians was seized in one of MacDonald's properties in Rosemary Street. And according to the Northern Whig, some of the weapons were new. Mr MacDonald obviously escaped punishment and went on to develop MacDonald Street. 
Presumably, he proved that some needy Fenian pawned the weapons. It's all very fascinating. I remember Paddy Lobbery's pawn shop on the Falls Road. My mother sent me and our Margaret there regularly, pawning stuff on a Monday to be redeemed on a Friday, but not a weapon among them. The 30th of August marks the 10th anniversary of the death of Seamus Heaney. And I knew of Seamus before I knew him. He was a teacher in St Thomas's school on the White Rock Road, along with another fine scribe, Michael McCloverty. His uh, wonderful book, Call My Brother Back, is still to be recommended. Some of my brothers were pupils at St Thomas's, and I know Seamus's poetry since Death of a Naturalist. His poems and Patrick Kavanagh's verse have always moved me. So my thoughts are with Seamus, his wife and family, and with his friends at this anniversary time. BBC Radio 4 have a series on Seamus at 4.30 on Sundays, Four Sides of Seamus Heaney. John Kelly's Poet of Place is special. So is Catherine Heaney on her father's poetry of love. RTE Radio's John Bowman has also done a special slot on his Sunday morning archival programme for the last few weeks featuring interviews and readings by Seamus. It's all worth listening to in memory of this wonderful poet. And it's all available on the various uh, apps or systems belonging to BBC Radio 4 or RTE Radio. And finally, an old friend of ours, Bernadette O'Hagan from Lorgan, died last week. Bernadette was a strong Republican woman, an activist. She was 95. For 52 years, she was married to Joe B, who was himself a highly respected activist. Joe B is especially remembered for his part in the helicopter escape from Mountjoy Prison in October 1973. Bernadette was born in Lorgan, County Armagh, just over six years after partition and the establishment of the Orange State. She was the youngest of nine children. From an early age, she always had a grand more for all things Irish, music and dance and common lower class Gael, the Irish language. And little wonder that this wee Gael, this young active Irish girl stuck in Lorgan in the apartheid core of the Orange State, became an Irish Republican. In 1945, she met Joby O'Hagan shortly after his release from internment. They were married in 1949. Joe B. was an activist in every decade from the 1940s until his death in 2001, and Bernadette, for most of those times, active also with him. The family also have deep connections with Monaghan. In the 1960s, the late 1960s, Bernadette was a founding member of the Civil Rights Campaign in Lorgan. And later in 1974, she was imprisoned in Armagh Women's Jail. She was a strong advocate for the political prisoners, especially during the Hits Block Armagh campaigns. She was active in the Relatives Action Committee, 
two of her sons were on the blanket. And during the hunger strikes of 81, Bernadette was up and down the country and in the USA and in Britain, lobbying and agitating and supporting the hunger strikers. In May 1997, she was the Sinn Féin upper band candidate in the Westminster election. The Sinn Féin vote increased across the North and in upper band Bernadette almost doubled our vote. She was also, along with Joe B, a supporter of the peace process. After Joe B's death, Bernadette continued her work, particularly with Neskal Koshlaka. And today, hundreds of pupils have benefited from her vision and commitment in the efforts of other Gilgory and Lorgan, most especially around Bunskull Neve Frunches. Today, Sinn Féin is the largest party in the Assembly and on this island. It's a far cry from the days of Bernadette's youth. We also now have a means to end the union with England, and this is no small measure, one due to the activism of comrades like Bernadette. Bernadette O'Hagan was a woman of huge integrity, very genuine and sincere. Today we need more activism, more activists, not least so that we can secure and win the referendum and unity, which is part of the Good Friday Agreement. That is Bernadette's generation's gift to us. Let's not waste it. Bernadette led by example. Let's follow her example. For Shania Harja, the Coon of Jay, Lori Midgerish, and Shakton Shaw Hogging. Togo Bogay, Slan August Bonnacht.